Have you ever noticed how we're different and the same and the same and we're different and we're different and the same? All kinds of people, all kinds of people, all kinds of people in the world. Now, on the Talk of Muncie WMUN, All Kinds of People, hosted by Dr. Joe Mashevitz. Getting to know the people of Muncie and Delaware County, Indiana, in a way you've never heard before. It's another way we're using our voice to build our community from Woof Boom Radio and 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, WMUN. Here's your host, Dr. Joe. Hey, 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 everybody. Top of the morning. Welcome to all kinds of people. On WMUN, the talk of Muncie 92.5. I'm actually delighted to have, interestingly enough, a former student of mine from way back when, Jeff Robinson, has joined me in the studio. <laughs> Jeff, thanks for making your way down to Wolf Boom Studios this morning to uh, meet all kinds of people. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Dr. Joe. It's good to be with you. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Jeff is the development director for the Schaefer Leadership Academy. For all of those of you that have gone to Schaefer workshops, you're quite familiar with the impact they've had on not only our community, but surrounding communities with all their work. And on the side, when he's not busy, <laughs> he's also a city council rep in Muncie for District 2. So um, congrats on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's congratulations yeah. or condolences as some <laughs> days, but thank as you. As you juggle <laughs> your schedule in the political world as well. Yeah. Um, I'm quite fascinated by the fact that you're Muncie born and raised. So I'm wondering if you don't mind, take me back to a little bit of your elementary school, high school days, and um, what are some of the memories you have of Muncie, um, a little bit of the elementary side, and then into high school kinds yeah. of things? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, my experience growing up in Muncie was phenomenal. Uh, the neighborhood I grew up in on the west side of Muncie was filled with kids my age, Uh you know, uh, so many kids. Lots of activities. Lots there of were, yeah, on. flashlight. Of course, that was before the Internet. Uh, so, you know, we only had, I think, at that time, maybe three channels on television. So, you know, during the summer, during, you know, after school, things like that, we spent our time playing outside and running around and trying to find things to do. Uh, I started out at Anthony Elementary, which is now the Oakwood building for Ball State. Oh, it's yeah, where Ball State's, o- yeah, Ball State's Office of Community Engagement is there now. Went there until third grade, and then, uh, you know, Muncie Community Schools throughout the years, of course, has had, had consolidated. So I went from Anthony to Store Elementary, which was actually a pretty close walk from my house okay. at the time growing up. So, uh, you know, just, uh, gosh, just spent so much time playing with friends in that area. Uh, probably gotten a little bit more trouble than we should have. Uh, I had a moped when I was a kid. Oh, a moped. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there were neighbors down the street on the corner, Becky and Amanda Kilmer, who uh, they lived on the corner, so they put big boulders all the way around the perimeter of their yard to prevent me from cutting through. They had this little hill in the front yard of their house that I could just get maybe a maybe a, an eighth of an inch of air on Come on that flying moment. over that moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and then uh, of course went to Muncie Central High School uh you know uh, uh Muncie Central experienced the same as I'm sure you know a lot of folks uh you know high school is high school you yep. know uh, met a lot of great friends I still have a couple of great friends that that I met 
in high school. Brothers and sisters? Uh, I have one brother. I have an older brother, Jason. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's three years older, so he was he was a senior when I was a freshman. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I got to uh, – got a got a pretty good ride to school every day and a ride home, which was nice. But, uh, yeah, just one brother. Uh, he's still here in Muncie as well. He's got uh, got two kids, a son and a daughter, and just in the past year, a little longer than a year, became a grandfather himself. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, that, uh, that makes us all feel a little. Uh, Jeff, um, back in high school, what kinds of activities did you find yourself getting interested in or pursuits? You know, for me, it was really it was really just all about fun. It was just really all about, you know, uh, getting out with friends, getting out and, you know, just running around. Uh, nothing specific. It was I, I, I've always been the type of person I'm pretty much down for whatever, you know. So, you know, finding things to do in Muncie back then was, was you know, with no electronics, with no technology. Yeah, I'm trying to think of those days <laughs> way back then. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of had to create your own fun. Uh, you know, we used to hang out in the village at Ball State, uh, you know, back when the Discount Den and the Flying Tomato and oh, yeah. some of those places were there. We hung out there. The Empty Cup, I think, was was pretty fresh back in, uh, that would have been the early, mid-90s. So, yeah, I just, uh, you know, tried to find things to do. Yeah, yeah. And then um, once you left... You started a career path, I think, as an emergency medical technician. <laughs> yes, um, I did. Which I was quite fascinated by. What what got you spun off into that little thing as you started a career path? Yeah, well, interestingly enough, I worked at a gas station uh, at the corner of Oakwood and McGalliard. Okay. Uh, it's now a Jiffy Lube. Back then it was a, uh, a McQuicks and an Amoco gas station, and it changed a couple of times. But uh, I was working there, and uh, the it was G&G Oil owned it. And uh, all of the Delaware County Sheriff's deputies, the uh, Delaware County EMS, they all came in to get their gas there. And I had, uh, you know, they were regular customers. So got I talking to them about got conversations. Talking to them. Yeah, there was uh, several gentlemen that, that really, uh, really encouraged me. And, and, you know, there was a class coming up. It was taught at Albany EMS by a, a now-retired firefighter, Jim Clevenger. So I went to Albany, uh, went to, to the training and did that for, I volunteered quite a bit and then was doing ride time with Delaware County EMS. It lasted maybe a year before I realized this is just not for me. Not quite the right way. No, no. It takes a very, it, it takes a certain individual. I mean, that is a difficult job. Uh, I have all the respect in the world for people in any, in any public safety role, but, uh, you know, emergency medical technicians, I, it was rough. It was I have tough. a hard time putting my hands around that kind of work when the ambulance shows up and you potentially are one of the people that have to handle whatever that incident is. Yeah, yeah, no, it was Not difficult. knowing if life is going to survive or not mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so, like I say, did that for about a year and decided that just just wasn't for me. And, you know, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, it's just too much work. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I, I can relate to that. Thank yeah, you. so um, I uh, backed away and, and found a different path. And when you went to Ball State, um, what triggered your interest in the path that you took there? You know, interestingly enough, uh, you know, the same thing, very similar thing happened to me in my path to Ball State that it did to being an EMT. I, there was a gentleman that used to come into the gas station every morning, Dr. Charles Greenwood. 
Ah, Charles Greenwood. Yeah, you remember. Yeah, very well. Very yeah, well. yeah. And Dr. Greenwood came in, and every day would would we'd talk for you know a few minutes, whatever. And he'd always ask me what my goals were. Now, what are your goals? How come you're your ball state? Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, so you know, I uh, I was not a great student in high school. And uh, at the time, Ball State had much, you know, they had pretty strict, uh, uh, you know, uh, eligibility requirements to get in. And so I told Dr. Greenwood, I said, well, you know, if I go to college, I want to go to Ball State. And I don't know that I can get into Ball State. So he made a deal with me. And he told me, he says, you go to Ivy Tech for one semester. Take as many classes as you feel like you can handle. And when you're done, you come see me. So I did that. I went to Ivy Tech. I took nine credit hours, uh, went through and, and did well, uh, you know, exceptionally well. And uh, after the semester was over, Dr. Greenwood, and of course, he checked in with me, uh, you know, every day that he came in. Hey, how's school going? How's this going? That's a good Dr. Greenwood. Yes. Thank you. Yep. And uh, so when I finished Ivy Tech, he uh, made arrangements to uh, for a meeting with the dean of admissions and wrote me a letter of recommendation and also accompanied me to make that introduction and personally vouch for me to get into Ball State. Uh, got into Ball State, and the rest is history. And really, you know, really quickly, and something so cool, in 2019, uh, I was asked to come and speak to, and I can't remember the service club, but they met for lunch at Vera Mays. Okay. And uh, Dr. Greenwood was actually in the audience, and I hadn't seen him in many, many years. Uh, I know he has since passed, but uh, that was one of the coolest moments to see him front row, and he recognized me, and we had a nice time, had a nice interaction. We're with Jeff Robinson, everybody. That's a very, very good story about Greenwood and getting yourself back into Ball State. Jeff is the development director for the Schaefer Leadership Academy, and after this break, we'll come back and kind of trace uh, Jeff's career, passed through a variety of places in Muncie, Indiana along with some of the challenges of juggling city council duties. So stay with us on All Kinds of People. It's Dr. Joe saying, we'll be back. Now, back to WMUN's All Kinds of People, with Dr. Joe. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to all kinds of people on WMUN, the talk of Muncie. Dr. Joe here, and I'm with Jeff Robinson, the development director of Schaefer Leadership. Jeff, when you're putting together a wide range of things for Schaefer Leadership, what do you think some of the challenges are for a group like that trying to impact as many different organizations as well as individuals across the board? and across a very wide area of Indiana and beyond. Yeah, well, you know, being dire- development director, of course, that's that's just a nonprofit way of saying sales director. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, you know, and so... But you've got to get the clients in. <laughs> you're right, you're yeah. right. Yeah, and, you know, the challenge is really, we live in a, in a world of instant gratification. Everybody wants change and they want it now. And when it comes to leadership development, when it comes to personal development, any type of development for yourself, it's not an overnight fix. It it takes time. So one of the biggest challenges that we face is really just people committing to that process. And once they commit to that process, we see tremendous results. But, 
you know, uh, uh, a lot of organizations, uh, some that I've spoken to, certainly not the ones that we work with. The ones that we work with are very committed to that process. But, you know, they 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 wonder if they have enough time, if their people have enough time, if they, you know, just a, a whole host of reasons why they wouldn't do professional development or leadership development. Uh, but, you know, it's it's my job to uh, to 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 push back on those objections. And, and, you know, we've got demonstrable results. We have organizations we've been working with for a very long time. In fact, I had a meeting yesterday where I took one of our longtime clients with me and uh, they spoke to the changes that their organization is an advanced manufacturer out of county, uh, close to 500 employees. And uh, they spoke about the impact that, that our training has had on their people. We've been with them since 2016. And uh, they have seen such change in, in their efficiency, in the way their people lead. The culture of the organization has completely turned around in that time. Uh, it certainly doesn't take seven years, but they've been working with us for seven years because it works. So really the biggest challenge is just helping people to understand that, that if you commit to this process and if you commit to building your leaders, and that's what we have to do in this, in this economy, you know, we have multi-generations, we have, you know, there, the, the millennials and Gen Z's have very different sensibilities than Gen Xers or baby boomers. Helping people understand that the world has changed, and, and you know we've all been here a long time. Yeah, some I've of us been here a very long time. <laughs> some Thank of us so. longer than others. <laughs> so really, just you know, uh, just selling the potential is is the difficult thing. Anytime you're selling intangible things, it, it's it's different. It's difficult. But uh, we have had some of the most well. We've had the most successful years, really, since 2020. Um, you know, the pandemic was, uh, we were very fortunate in the pandemic. Yeah, and you we, all had to change gears quite dramatically at oh, Schaefer yeah. during yeah. that time as well. We did. And uh, so we've had some really good years. And, you know, the future is bright for Schaefer Leadership Academy. I think a lot more organizations and more folks are understanding the importance of that type of training. I got to believe there's times when there's a challenge when you mention millennials and baby boomers. Thank you. <laughs> there clearly are some managers out there that understand that change is probably going to happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, hey, I do it this way, and I've been doing it this way for 26 years, so <laughs> maybe you ought to back off. But, hey, but i got to have it done. So yep. that's got to be part of the process. And clearly you've had career things at Cornerstone for the Arts, the Muncie Visitors Bureau, Scooter Mania Productions way back when, thank you. And yeah. you've seen changes in all those organizations and the oh. impact that's got to take place for all that to happen. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, it's uh, – and I think as you go through, and, and Dr. Joe, you know, you're, you're just a little older than me, so you know this. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so everything changes. Change happens. Change happens, and we can either be resistant to it or we can embrace it for what it is. And, uh, you know, through every, you know, through the jobs I've had, through the organizations I've worked for, each during my time there had gone through a tremendous amount of change. And, you know, it was good change. So, you know, really just being uh, open enough to that change and embracing it and being able to pivot in real time uh, to, to accommodate that change and be successful is really uh, has been the story of my career. You know, the, the, the jobs that I've had. I've come into situations that when I left, it looked very different than it did when I came in, uh, which I, I love. That's that's the part that keeps me going. 
Yeah, I think that's, um, we're with Jeff Robinson, everybody, the development director for Schaefer Leadership. And I know your career path was, again, Cornerstone Center for the Arts, the Muncie Visitors Bureau, the Horizon Convention Center. You've had employment with all of those. And as I really think about those organizations, all of those organizations have to change to keep up with the entertainment industry, to keep up with bringing business into downtown Muncie. And if they if they really just sit back on the traditions, things just don't quite work out that way. Right. And it's got to be a very interesting challenge. Yeah. And on the side, by the way, when you're not busy traveling all over <laughs> for Schaefer, you do go to meetings once in a while at City Council representing mm-hmm. District 2. What's the impact on your life hearing from people that live in your district and saying, hey, get with it, Jeff. What's going on? I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the things in, in, in my district, and of course, I'm in my I'm in my so this is my first term. I started in uh, 2020. Right. So I've spent the last three years this year included as president of the city council. So I have a, a, a different view. So not only am I taking calls and emails and, and hearing things from people in my district. Not during your time at Schaefer, of course. This is just on the <laughs> yeah. side. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. This is uh, after 5 p.m., of Let's course. Let's make that clear. Everybody. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's been uh, really it's been eye-opening. But I'll tell you, this work has really been some of the most rewarding work that I've had. You know, people don't understand local government has a bigger impact on your day-to-day life than any other level of government. And it has been an absolute honor and an absolute privilege to serve the people of the second district and to serve the people overall in Muncie. You know, I've developed a lot of great relationships through this. Yeah, as a Muncie native, you certainly know the lay of the land Yeah, um, quite well. Yeah, well, and I grew up in my district. Yeah, (laughs) even better. Yeah, yeah, I grew up in my district. Avoiding that little hill of the neighbors. Yeah, yeah, avoiding the Kilmer's Hill. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, but no, it has been been really rewarding. You know, I've worked in nonprofits my whole career really to serve the community. Um, you know, it sounds cliche, of course, being a politician, that really sounds cliche that I just want to serve my community, but it's the truth. Um, this is a great community with great people who some, you know, I mentioned Dr. Greenwood have stuck their neck out to help me. Yeah. And, uh, I want to try to do that in any way that I can for others. I want to, I want to, to, to pay that forward and help others to achieve and help others who, you know, might not know their path yet to help them kind of steer them the other way uh so it's it's been really really great and you know i mean i could go to indianapolis i could go to to cincinnati chicago i could go wherever and make a lot more money than i'm making uh but my passion is for this community and this is where i intend to that's where i grew up and it's where i intend to eventually die yeah and juggling what you do by the way um not only at schaefer but with the city council when you can really unplug and just put the phone on, oh, I'll just turn the phone off, thank you. <laughs> but also say, okay, Schaefer, we got enough clients for this month. <laughs> I'm going to take a break. What kind of activities do you find yourself doing to just get away from it all and unwinding? Yeah, well, this year's been a little different. I haven't had a lot of free time. Of course, we're in the midst of a municipal election, so yes, I am okay. campaigning, uh, not for city council, but for mayor. So right. it's it's been... It's been very busy, but in other times, I, I love to drive. I love to get out, love to drive. 
Uh, anything- Let's talk about that car. <laughs> this, is, this is the reason people may not know why you love to drive. But coming from Detroit, don't forget. Oh, yeah. Um, I used to walk to the Ford plants and the Mustang plants and see them being made. Yeah, so. yeah, 1965 Ford Mustang. It was my 13th birthday present, my first car. And uh, Dad and I restored that thing together, and I still have it and still keep it in mint condition. How many miles on it? Uh, on ooh, on this engine, it's probably only got about 1,800. Okay. Uh, but overall, that thing's got to have several hundred thousand, I'm sure. We're with Jeff Robinson, everybody, talking about him getting into his Mustang. Thank you, and heading off. And you and your dad restored that Mustang. Uh, mostly my dad. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of held the tools and listened to him cuss. And and then you took it away from him. Yeah, then I took it away <laughs> from him. What's that all about? Yeah, he's, uh, I think he's only driven it once. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should go take dad for a ride. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank <Yep>. you. <laughs> We've been with Jeff Robinson, the development director of Schaefer Leadership Council. Uh, leadership. Thank you. Uh, and our city council rep in District 2. Jeff, thanks again for coming to all kinds of people. And to all of you listeners, stay tuned next week for another edition of All Kinds of People. It's Dr. Joe saying goodbye.